Hey, welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the weekly podcast from the marketing minds at deconvert.com. And we're here to talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. No, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley. And with me today is Mike Lyon. And we're also going to try to patch in. Oh, she's here. So we're going to patch in <laughs> Jen Barkin from the far side of Australia. Uh, that's that's the virtual Zoom background behind her. So it looks like she's in her home, but as you can tell from the Wi-Fi and, this, and internet, the struggle is real. As a lot of you may be experiencing it, well, right? <laughs> bandwidth issues, internet that's and right. personal, that's right. <laughs> internet and personal. That's funny. <laughs> Well, hey, normally we start with story time, but let's hop into news because we've got enough uh, stories that the collective team has been writing. And obviously with Mike and Jim, we wanted to talk a lot about online sales and marketing and how they need to be working together more than ever. And so it's kind of a crossover episode, if you will. So let's, let's like start that. with a couple of uh, news yeah. items. Well, and, hang on, uh, before, hang on, Kevin, before we get going, this is my third time on the podcast. I just want to say that. Uh, I don't know how you keep cutting the line. It's like you own the place or something. I don't, I don't know how that works. Me too. It's my third time. Oh, congratulations, Jen. Congratulations. Yeah. There's, there's a four-time max, uh, so we're going to right. figure that out. But let's uh, jump into a couple of news items. And Mike, you wrote an article that has some crossover in both online sales and, and marketing land that, That's that correct. seems to be causing quite a stir, although no one really wants to touch it. It's like the hot stir. I don't know. I wrote it. I don't know if anybody's reading it. So what was the title? The official title was Who Wants to Talk to a Bot in a Pandemic? If you read that, first of all, please comment and say, yes, Mike, I read the article because I really did ask at the end, do you agree? Do you disagree? Please give me some feedback in the comments and the notes and, and the trust social. Me, both Mike and or both, both Jen and I can, can confirm. It's okay to disagree yes. with Mr. Lyon. Yes. From time to time. So yes. we do want to hear your feedback on that. Yeah. So here's the gist of the article. It was this, you know, you know, what we thought about bots, BC before COVID um, really has kind of just been amplified during COVID. And I think the clarification there is just like, hey, who wants to talk to a bot during a pandemic? Answer, nobody. People want to talk to real humans, um, specifically as it relates to sales related things. I mean, customer service, other things like that. I get it. You know, you can talk to a bot and you're fine. But um, yeah, that was kind of the point is, hey, let's furlough that bot for a while. And, you know, the things that we liked and didn't like about them, let's just make sure it's working. The first thing was just, you know, the the huge expense that goes along with some of the solutions out there. Um, you know, people were saying, well, we, you know, we can't add basic things like call rail tracking or bomb bomb video email or things like that but we're going to invest heavily in something that's really a monthly high expense and i just to me that blew my mind and so it, it spurred me to write this article that's like hey right now let's focus on essential uh essential tools that can help your business so i put it out there and i mean people are liking it or whatever but no one was saying anything. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, so, not very many afraid? comments. A whole, a whole lot of likes, not many comments. Don, uh, thank you for actually reading the article. And Don, <laughs> you're, you're spicy. You should certainly have an opinion. I, I know you. You've got an opinion on this. But I think one, let's, let's break down a couple of the, not necessarily points of the article, but things that we've talked about all the time is a lot of times chat gets credit for things that it's essentially peeling off in terms of, an, of a bot perspective, right? So right. is one plus one equal two? Or does 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 your website and its normal calls to action yeah. plus a bot equal 1.25, but is taking credit for two? Or right. 0.95, but taking credit. For or two. here's the big thing. I think people are just a little confused, like, oh, my chat is a bot. No, your, ch your chat's not a bot. And there's also things that chat can do that's like a playbook and a front end mm -hmm kind of almost like a phone tree for chat. Listen, the other point of the article is we're pro-technology, we're pro-chat. We did a whole episode on this with you recently, but we just don't want to remove the human element, especially now, because empathy yeah. is so crucial during this time when everybody's nervous, afraid, and scared, specifically you know, as it relates to making a big purchase. Don't leave that in the hands of a bot so again i see 84 of you guys yeah. on right now 
Did anybody else read it? I'm just interested <laughs> well, to see. I want a, I want that, a conversation. That's all I want is a conversation. I'm glad right you clarified that what is our view on chat because after the last time we were on market proof marketing we got some questions like what do you mean you don't like us you know and it's like we're saying you know think about your call tree call flow that you have set up am i fading in and out you're done yeah. Yeah, jen. <laughs> jen you can i think we're gonna have to i tried to start the generator Jen, we'll get you. Call, we'll get you if we could only figure out a way we'll for you to call in from Australia. You, you're see you later. You look fantastic. We'll see you later. So yeah, I mean, I think what Jen was saying is everybody's like, "Wait, you guys don't like chat anymore?" It's like, no, we like chat. We really do. And even Sarah, I see you up there. This is great. She says we're getting leads. Here's the other thing that I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to clarify. After hours, having someone do turn a. Uh, chat form into a live form and basically have a bot or they're using i think drift yeah you're using drift i'm reading through this to do some basic qualifying that's all great that's not a full-on bot right you know, that, yeah that's just kind of the front end we're going through what's a live form and and here's the thing in a great market what did we do with contact forms back in the day we increased the amount of information that we asked because we could and because we wanted to qualify people and because we didn't have the bandwidth to handle all the leads. The same goes for chat. You can increase what you're asking a customer to do, what the hoops they need to jump through. But now we're in a place where we don't have an overwhelming amount of leads and people want to talk to real people. And some of the solutions out there are just ridiculously expensive. Yeah, That's really where it comes from. Our mentality is always, Kevin, and marketers listening to this. And Don, thank you for your comment. We see you. And, Ra and Rachel, yes, she uses it too. She uses Drift, right? Is he, Our opinion is think about the customer first. And everybody goes, bought this, bought that. It's amazing. And I go, have you asked the customer? Yeah. Have you yeah. asked them on your own site how it's being used on your own site? Have you surveyed the customer and said, do you like how this is working? There's just not a lot of people who have done that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take this off the rails a little bit, but it'll come back. Like okay. hopefully most of my stories do, most of them. But I remember when I was working for a builder and sales reps would always want to set up their office in a very particular way that was not best for prospects walking in the door. Right. Or they'd want to make sure that they had a trash can out in front because they threw a lot of or whatever fax machine was placed and it was like but this isn't, even though this is your place of business, it it's not designed to be the most intuitive and simplest for you. Right. The analogy that I used to use with the sales team back then was if you worked at Gap or Banana Republic, it's really annoying to have to go back and fold the shirts. So why do they do it? Like after you try on the shirt, why not just toss it in a pile and say, there it is. I mean, if someone wants to, they can go check it out again. And I think bots are kind of the same way. And, and, and that, is it there to make your life easier and, and again, like you said, in a good market where you're overwhelmed by lead count, maybe that needs to be used as some form of qualification. But especially now, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and Sarah, I love your, your, your comment here. Again, one of the key features of Drift is it's reasonably priced, you know, $400 for Teams, $40 plus a little bit more to hook it into your CRM and use a, a basic setup. But all of our favorite bot uh, services allow a human being to jump in at any point ah, in time to take yes. over the conversation. That's absolutely critical. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. You don't want to gate gate. I mean, you know, HubSpot is free. Their bot and their chat is free. You've got live chat that works in with Chatbot. You've got Intercom, which is fifty something dollars a seat, seventy dollars a seat. So again, we don't have to over-index and, and and pay for something. That's really where we're coming from. And give everybody the opportunity at any time to jump in and take over. Exactly. You don't that's, want to be stuck in bot land. Because eventually, I, Sarah Beshi, I think, put in one of the comments. She was one of the few people who commented. It was like, take a look at this actual chat that came across as an initial thing. And there was like seven questions in a single message that came across from this consumer. Yeah. And what does the bot do with that? I'm sorry. Please put in a zip code. I'm sorry. Please tell me a bedroom count. I'm right. sorry. Here's your two choices. So right. go read the article. Go comment. Make fun, <laughs> make Mike feel better. <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I felt so, I felt so alone. 
I felt so alone <laughs> out there. So Jen also wrote something about Corona conversions, which oh, we yes, love alliteration. Anytime we can get alliteration, that's a great thing. About what yep. what metrics matter now, and and since she's not here, you you get to cover. I will. The idea basically is that conversion percentages don't necessarily matter as much as the raw the raw numbers and what you're doing with those numbers. Is that fair? Any that's more detail? That's pretty fair. I mean, here's here's the thing. What we're seeing, and Kevin, I'll throw this back to you talking about the numbers, is you know, you're seeing everybody. I've seen a couple articles out there, screenshots, people talking about this saying, Hey, it's coming back. Hey, it's coming oh, back. Yeah. Hey, traffic's coming back. <laughs> Everybody get ready. And web traffic our- is officially 10% higher than it ever. It's 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 past the all-time high by 10% across the right. Board. So you hear one voice out there, voices, you know, or or side of the story going that. And Jen and I are over here going, hey, 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 we work with hundreds of online sales specialists out there. <laughs> and yes, you may be getting traffic and you might even be getting leads. Ain't nobody setting appointments like they used to. Is anybody asking specifically? Yeah. They're online sales specialists to give us a week by week update on this <laughs> because marketers get super amped up. We love it. They're like, well, we're getting traffic and leads. What's wrong with you yeah. online salesperson? Right. Why aren't you converting these people? Is right. anybody online sales, anybody getting that kind of pressure out there? Chat it out. If you are, if you're getting a little extra pressure from your sales and marketing leadership. So Kevin, or you've heard that someone else that, right. you know, who's also an online salesperson is getting that pressure. But I think what's interesting, Mike, is it's become very political in terms of the language that you're hearing out there. Cause to your point, what people, what people love talking about is, but we are selling there there and there are plenty of examples of people selling heck again uh young properties on california selling out 65 percent of a new phase in a single day completely virtually awesome it's happening but that's not really what we're saying we're not we've, no one's ever said it's not happening give up go crawl into the fetal position in your in your closet right it's happening but, but the political answer is, is it's happening rah, rah, yes but Overall, it's it's not replacing what was. That's the main point we're saying. It's not replacing what it was. The numbers are stair stepping down in, in most in most markets. In some markets, it's it's Absolutely. defying all odds, and which is fantastic. We love it. Um, but they're not really tracking those things. So always track uh, uh, actual appointments that are coming out and the results of the virtual appointments that are happening or appointments because you're getting a lot of them saying it was great. It was fine. We're not doing anything until blank happens and then ultimately track sales from the conversion. Here's the other thing I want to throw out to you, Kevin, because we had this conversation with the client and they were saying, well, our appointment numbers are looking pretty strong. And as you dived in and looked a little bit deeper, deeper, what we saw is a lot of them were coming from people who were literally walking up to the model and calling the sign on the on the door that says right. you have to call the online sales team first, <laughs> and online sales details. That's a shh, that's everything's great here. No, we're all good. So again, you were replaced like what what was walking traffic before now equals a quote online appointment, and that just is not apples to apples. Exactly. And again, Kelly Belfato made a great great comment. We're getting more appointments than last month out of our leads, and that's that's true. You should. Be Just getting like, 100% of your appointments from leads. No one's going anywhere, right? <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you know, just like we talk about with Christmas. I mean, I remember it feels like forever ago now, but maybe 10 years ago, builders, we can't sell homes in December. It's the holidays, et cetera. And then through our collective consciousness, everyone decided the correct truth was, yes, the traffic count is lower, quality level, and not even quality. Urgency, I think, is a different word. The customers who are willing to push through the hurdles yeah. mentally and physically in terms of, of having these conversations, they're willing to keep moving along with you in, in the month of December. There's less of them, but they're willing to keep moving along with you. S- same thing that we're seeing here. Uh, but again, what you have to remember, especially if you're used to just looking at your online sales and marketing funnel and you're a marketer or an online salesperson is your numbers may be up. The company overall, that's right, because walk-in traffic is potentially completely gone, is not. And so that 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 leads us into kind of the next the next point here, Mike, about managers and the pressure and asking strange questions they never asked before. I talked to someone about 20 minutes ago who said, yeah, I think people now have like a 30% idea of what it is I do. And I thought right. they had a complete idea before, but it must have been like 10 
because now they're at least 30% aware of what I actually do. I think it's, it's a fun, um, I should, fun's not the right word. Sorry. <laughs> we got to have a little fun, maybe not right here, but it's a, it's very, um, opening to watch this social experiment because what's happening is usually the leader VP of sales, VP of marketing, somebody out there is getting stress from their leader, the owner, the CEO, the whoever it is. And they're like, we need data. We need numbers. We need to understand what's going on. And I get it. I mean, we need to. And they immediately turn to usually what is the most tracked thing out there, which is online marketing, online sales. So you can see numbers to the second, right? But they're asking online sales specialists a lot of times to report daily to break, I heard this the other day, I need to, I'm supposed to be breaking down the number of calls that I'm having, number of interactions with those, how many of those would be considered positive calls versus negative calls, how many I think are going to appointment on a, like on a daily basis or having to report their whole summary traffic on a daily where they're used to doing it monthly mm-hmm. and now they're doing it daily and they're really, they want something to grab a hold to and to, I think, show potentially like, Hey, CEO, Hey, owner, Hey, VP, look at what we're doing and bring my numbers to, to you here. See, and they want to show motion, but it's just creating extra work. And I think it's creating extra pressure and stress that's unneeded when probably tell me if I'm wrong, Kevin, I think a summary weekly report would be enough because things are changing so much day to day. Yeah, this is still, if you remember, we we joked about this for sure on podcasts before where someone would email us and say, hey, I don't understand. Last Tuesday, I had this many leads and mm-hmm. this much website traffic. And, and this Tuesday, I have this much of both. What's going on? And we're like, I don't know. You're, you're looking at, at Tuesday to Tuesday. Is the, was the weather different? Was there something in the news cycle? Is it closer to a payday? Who, who knows? You're looking at such a small period of time. And Don, again, I, I love your I love your perspectives here. Wait, am I the only one with an obsessive compulsive lead phone call appointment dashboard that I update daily? But you know how to do that yourself. And that's the difference is managers who don't know how to do that and are simply adding extra burden on top of their team. And like what I thought you were going to Mike is I think the weekly is should, should be good enough for most, but any data that you're passing along now without commentary beside it, ah, that's right. It's really dangerous. Again, I could I could pull up the dashboard that says website traffic's better than it's ever been, pass it along to someone, and that now the sales manager or CEO might start just beating on the heads of all the salespeople saying, What's wrong with you? Website traffic is back. You guys all must be lazy. Hop to it. Good or bad, this is the time where commentary and analysis beyond the data is extremely important. So whether you're using a tool, a tool like Loom uh, or, or other screen share tools from BombBomb or, or the rest, you need to add commentary to any data point because I'm telling you, they may understand the, the surface level implications of that data. They're making a whole bunch of assumptions that are dangerous about how you got that data or what's causing it to happen. Hey, uh, Stephen, no, you're not the only one getting ownership calls two times a day. That's true. <laughs> two, two points to, to what you just said, Kevin, as well, just to kind of keep that going. You know, it's called over-reporting. People overreported before this, and it's like if you're not going to do anything with the data, you don't need the data. Second, is usually the stuff that they're asking for, like you said, they can jump into Call Rail and look at it. They can jump into their CRM and grab the data and get the live to the minute data. The summary report is different, but we're just creating this extra stuff because for a lot of people, it's like that. You know, it's their blankie. It's the report. It's the numbers, but it feels. Look, guys, we're busy. Yeah, and. And I just don't know. It's just not it's not a good thing to do if they already have someone who's overwhelmed, taxed to the max, working from home. Um, they're digitally smothered by everything else. And they're trying to take care of their kids and then go, oh, by the way, spend an extra three hours a week reporting for me. Oh, no, no. It just yeah. I, I'm protective, though. And yeah. I love boundaries. Sure. <laughs> but I think, again, just like with commentary needing to go to the numbers. I think the other thing is it always ask for what the end result or goal they want is. So I always use the example of Marty Gillespie, who I loved working for, but he always had crazy ideas on his mind. And so he would come and and he would start out by saying, can't we just email? Can't we just buy a list and email 40,000 people 
right? You know, right now. And I, I finally developed a mechanism that worked for me. I don't know if it'll work for all of you as I would just say, so what you want to do is make sure that a lot of people know about X, Y, Z. Yes. Or, you know, whatever, what is the end result? Tell me that's what mm -hmm. you want. And then let me, the professional figure out how to get you there step-by-step step and which tool is right and wrong. Yes. So whenever someone, even in the example of, of someone knocking on, on the online salesperson's virtual door and saying, how do you do this? I need this. I need that. Clarify. Because what I was talking about before is different, different parts of the business might feel good or, or bad. Again, online sales could be busier than ever. Lead count could be up. Jennifer Lucas killing it at Jago Homes. It's awesome. Don't, that's great. Don't brag too much about that. People, have, people <laughs> find okay. you. It's okay. You can, you, you can brag, but just realize that other parts of your organization may still be under tremendous stress. And so their behavior may not make sense to you. This is, you know, this is emotional intelligence stuff here of just understanding that just because you're feeling good about what you're doing and that you're still doing it the same way and seeing similar or better results, other people are still freaking out. So right. people are coming from different places, clarify what the end result is of what they're trying to do. So you just want to make sure you have a clear understanding of how our follow-up system works, what I do in a given day. That's different. That, that's a different video. To, to, the, to your manager about how you do it and what you're doing than saying, well, here's how you log in the CRM and then you push this button and you go there. Cause let's be real. They're probably not going to do that most yeah. of the time. I'll share a quick story, Kevin, from ripped from 2008, uh, late October, 2008. I had come from a large national builder who, you know, top 100 builder to a smaller volume builder and was the VP of sales and marketing and it implemented like so a lot of things in the first year and including a CRM, a full, basically a full ERP system, all the marketing, rebuilt the website, done everything, actually put floor plan. Like we'd done so much in that first year. Well, October come, comes and goes and the pressure's building, right? Because that's when everything was hitting the fan. And... We the, for that month we actually sold twelve homes, and the builder I came from that was a much larger builder only sold ten. It was a tough month, so and they just came to give you a high five, right? They came, no, they walked in the door, <laughs> and he sat down, and he goes, the, the the owner, one of the co-owners goes, Mike, I want to talk to you about um, what's going on with your CRM, like how many people you got in there right now, what's what's going on with these leads, and I was so taken aback, and I look, I looked at him, I said. Dusty, you didn't even know what a CRM was before I got here. <laughs> Why are you asking me that question? I was like, we are doing better than some really big builders up there. We are up. Yes, it's hard, but people are coming. But that's just a reaction of like, they got a lot on the line. They got their names on notes. They are tied to this company. And so they're just looking for something. Yep. And so we got to give it to them, like you said, with commentary. I think that's a great point. So everybody don't worry and don't freak out and push back and get upset when they ask the question. Ask for more, yeah. for more details I, on what they want. And again, take it also as a source of pride about the importance of what you're doing that people are finally starting to ask too. So it's easy to take it personal and go in a negative direction. But again, I talked to someone yesterday who was like, I just did one Loom video, sent it to one person. And suddenly the entire organization is like, oh my gosh, there's this resource that I thought they just hit a button and it made traffic happen, but they're like yeah. doing stuff yeah. and they actually have data to analyze. This is amazing. So yeah. viewed as much as an opportunity as a, oh my gosh, why are they asking questions? Hey, we got a, a 130 of you guys on here. Kevin, are you okay at the end if we answer a few questions? I know that's not your normal format for market hate, marketing. I hate questions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's so, just cut cut out the rest of the show and do no this. we're, we're going to put that up there um and we'll keep talking but uh two things we want to get from you post your questions obviously we'll answer them live on market proof marketing live so fun um yeah. and i'll manage those and, and queue them up for kevin and i um kevin let's keep rolling what do yeah, we got? I want to put you in the hot seat oh okay i'm gonna put jen in the hot seat but she left australia australia she, so. she's on vacation <laughs> What are you hearing about customers' willingness to hold virtual appointments? Any, ah. any interesting adjustments you're seeing people make? Yes. Uh, numbers that you have. I know you've been doing some surveys of all the OSCs that you're working Absolutely. with. Absolutely. What's, what's happening with that? So we've got, we've got some good data for you. At first, people were like, meh, okay, whatever. 
I have to. Now it's in the zeitgeist. Everybody knows what virtual appointments is. Everybody's totally fine. So people are extremely comfortable. If they're not, if they're not going to stop, they're going to get any kind of information they can. So we're definitely seeing that happen. Here is something that's happening in the online sales world that everybody, especially marketing, needs to be aware of. Your general public, we have positioned the online sales specialists in most situations. We call them the new home specialists. So we're they're front and center. They're on all these advertisements that we do virtual appointments. They do all this stuff. And people are thinking that this is now the virtual salesperson. Mm. So they're thinking they're going to hold this with them. They're going to send them this. And some of them, us you know, online sales specialists, are always trying to please everyone. We're getting out there and they're talking about going back and forth. And I heard from the other day, someone said, I'm getting in the weeds with this customer. It's just going back and forth. And I said, you need to pass that customer along. Uh-huh. And she goes, well, but they're just not as skilled or adept or this. I said, it's not your job to fix someone's technology deficiencies. You're doing the salesperson's job. So customers are definitely willing to do it. Um, Good. You know, I think the are, original number was something around 20% to 25%. 20% were excited. Like- 20% were excited. 50% were meh. The, the rest were like, I'm going to wait. Yeah. It's, it's definitely improved, definitely improved Good. because people are familiar with it, but it's not, it's not a full-on replacement for what they really want. Yes, we've seen a few success stories, complete COVID sales. Absolutely, yeah. It's happening. Just got the email last night. Someone has had three, you know, a relatively small builder, three in the last, uh, since March 15th, I think. Uh, That's right. Which That's is right. a big deal for them. So again, it's still happening. Hey. No one's saying it's not. Oh, look. Look, Jen. she's commenting. She's the- no, she's so Jen? young. What, who she is that so person? I think that's yeah, her senior you, picture. Oh. She's here, <laughs> folks. Jennifer Barkin comments: Online sales is a conduit between sales and marketing. Provide the frontline stories behind those numbers, the good and the bad. Observe and report. See, she I says it. it better. Oh, Jen, we'll it. get we'll get your Wi-Fi fixed for Christmas. <laughs> okay. Next hot seat question: What have get you it. seen people done to adjust the typical thirty to forty-five day follow-up process for non-responsive leads? Is it just messaging changes that we're making? Yes. Are we turning off automation entirely? Are we changing the timing? Uh, well, that's that's really great. I'll I'll give you two two specific examples. The, the short answer is yes, we are changing messaging and and what we're saying. Not a whole lot. If you were following the do you convert method and process before it was customer base customer focus service first not push 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 more pull 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 mm-hmm. you know we're gonna we're gonna be the sherpa for their their home search right and so it wasn't a real quote unquote salesy or pushy to begin with but we did need to change the language around things like let's set up a time for you to visit and things like that to more sure. of we've got options for you, both virtual and private one-to-one linking to COVID-19 protocols, not putting it in big, long emails. Um, and in some situations, just adjusting when and how you're doing things where we might have waited a little bit to do this, that, or the other, we could jump on a text or a phone call a little bit quicker. Got That's it. really the first adjustment. The second is thinking about some of these third-party sources or recommended leads or things like that, where they're coming in, and they really have no clue who you are. So these are leads not from someone's website. Not directly from someone's website, you know, referred or referral lead or recommended lead is what we call them. We're changing up that messaging too, and really clarifying why I'm reaching out to you in the first place, because if they don't know, and they weren't expecting it, they are going to be like, wait, whoa, back off. And so using the communication that we love, video, email, very explanatory. And we realize that you've been matched with one of our communities from this. This is who I am, you know, things like that. So, yeah, those are the big things that we're adjusting on the short term follow up after that. Um, you know, our prospecting, quote unquote, prospecting is staying focused on responsive leads, engaged leads, um, realtor lead, you know, people, realtors who have buyers and those old, really old, you know, 12 months or more non-responsive leads, not a great idea to be trying to call and get people on the phone. Definitely still email and talk to them that we have options for them, mm-hmm. but calling and prospecting to an old unresponsive database, not the best use of time right now. Like that, and that recommendation can change in yeah. a week. If this, can, if this keeps going on longer than anyone expects and you've got the time yeah. to get there, then, then maybe that's a, a different thing. Yeah. Um, what, uh, so, so no, no, um, like putting on a mask in your video or no. offering branded. No, I was talking to, to someone who they were having to defend as a marketer, not getting custom branded face masks to no. pass out to people. No, 
No, no, uh, no, no, no. Not, 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 a, not a good idea. For the marketers, <laughs> though, the, the one of the things you can really do to help your online salespeople is make sure your website tracking that's connected to your CRM is functional. That's one yes. of those things that sometimes just disappears and breaks and people kind of forget it. I, I've heard a lot of talk over the last couple of weeks of people picking up things that they kind of forgot about or put back down because it was you didn't need to do it. And now you realize you need to get back to it. That's definitely one of those things. Make sure your CRM is putting in that web tracking data. And one of the things we love about Lasso in particular, right, is that that alert that gets pushed to the salesperson that that, that registrant is connected to to say they're back on the website. And yeah, again, looking like at saying, any kind of lead scoring, any kind of notifications of activity, that's who you double down on and that's who you focus on. Not in desperation, folks. Let's not be desperate. Um, let's just be helpful, you know, and oh, and reach you say out. Desperate. I say I've got another question for you. What's the strangest or craziest story that that you or through Jen you heard? that an online sales is in the online sales world at the moment. Like people are trying some, they're trying to be innovative. They're trying to be creative, do something different. Anything just kind of veer off the mark or any just crazy stories about interactions with customers that you want to share? With uh, yes. And I'll, I'm going to put that at the bottom in the ticker and ask the audience. Cause we'll see if we get some, oh, good let's stuff. give them a prize. I That's, will, I will send year. you a $50 Amazon e-card. Oh, for the for, best, for the, the best, best the craziest thing. It doesn't even have to be home building related. Craziest marketing or or sales e thing that you're seeing people do that you're just kind of like, eh, I don't think they should be doing that. As the kids say these days, if it's cringy, you know, something's uh-huh. making you cringe. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the story that I can start with first. I mean, well, here's one that we've heard a couple of times from different online sales specialists is basically on-site salespeople and on-site salespeople are on this call. We absolutely love you. We think you're fantastic. We know it's not you that are on this call, but some of them who just are like, I'm not taking that virtual appointment. Oh man, that is crazy. I'm not, I, they're not qualified. I don't want to talk to them right now. And the poor online sales specialists left there going, who do I, who am, do I go tattle on these? What do I do? We've heard that multiple times, which is not, so what are they? What, what would idea. you recommend again for those who don't work with us? Uh, what would you recommend an online salesperson do who's getting that pushback from a salesperson? Uh, here's the, well, the two, this is what I say. Now, Mike's co- recommendation. Uh, well, can I say what I would do first? Yes, you can say what you do. E- first. Email them a virus. That's, <laughs> that's the first. I mean, they're not working anyway. They've got time to fix it. Um, I'm a little that. dogmatic, as I've been told uh, by some people. <laughs> um, and my temper is shorter during COVID. My stress level means I'm much more direct. And so my first response is, well, whatever. They're not going to make it. Any salesperson who's not willing to adapt to technology and do this and video and Zoom, like they're done for anyway. So, but the second thing is I say, send them to the next salesperson who's ready to work. I said, now, obviously that's not up to you to decide, Mr. Or Mrs. Online Sales Specialist, but you just observe and report that to the management. Say, hey, I set this. I felt like they were pretty good how do you want me to handle it? That's all you say. You don't tattle. You say, how do you want me to handle this? Because a lot of sales managers will say, uh, give it to me, I'll take it or send it to this or that person. Mm-hmm. That's been happening a lot. So our encouragement is just be a resource and be a help, but that you're not, your job is not to, to fix someone's willingness to adapt and change to a market that we're in. I mean, it's, it's hard, but that's true. Here's I still other- think this is going to accelerate the Uberization of, yeah. of onsite salespeople of who, Hey, online sales has got someone who wants to go engage with this person like right now. Yeah. Charlotte Ray, Charlotte Ray Jones says, craziest thing they've seen is salespeople doing TikTok as a virtual tour through a finished spec home. Oh my goodness. So I had this cam the other day, even in a training, people are like, how do you feel about, uh, you know, just doing a Facebook live tour? And I was like, let's, let's just be salespeople. Be careful just because you can do live or just because you can do TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's what kids do these days. Just because you can do TikTok does not mean we should folks think about what you're doing. There could be something you say that is incorrect. You could be violating fair housing. You could have OSHA stuff that you're, you know, you're violating. It's just, let's anything that's done out in the public, let's sure. make sure we're doing that and make sure we're coming across on brand. I don't want to freak you out, but do a, do a recording and, and do a well, premiere. I, 
I'll, I'll even tell you, like I, I follow as many home building pages on Facebook, obviously that I can, but I can't tell you the number of pages that have gone live that I have just hit the little button that says, never tell me this again. Right. I don't need the little icon. I don't need the notification that every builder is going live. And so now that it's, it's no different than even though there's not an unsubscribe button, like an email, you can spam people. That's right. By trying to get their attention without proving value. I think this is Daniel's Danielle's point. Hey, Daniel, uh, you know, spraying Lysol and trying to be funny or cute or interesting or entertaining without providing real value that they're, you know, you're going to hit the mental unsubscribe button from that company potentially. And I think that's the Ooh, other danger. That's the subconscious unsubscribe. That's an yeah. interesting psychological and, principle. And, and Yes, you can export TikTok videos. I'm guilty of it too. My family loves making them for fun. But you got to spend time with the platform to understand how it works. Uh, yes, you can hashtag and you can search on TikTok. It's just not the place to be. In it's fact, still TikTok. I, it's still TikTok. You can get on Snapchat too. Don't do that. I mean, and here's one of the things I love about what's happening. I don't think this is overly negative at all, but there's a lot of builders who over the past year have focused on becoming internet famous and not on, on doing things that actually add value to the, to the sales and marketing process. And so TikTok is a big example of internet famous. Could you go viral? Yes. Um, but let's talk about all this, all this content that's getting created and pushed out all over the place too. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone yesterday <laughs> If you are doing that and it's and you're getting good stuff, curate it and put it back on your site. Right. So every time after we do a Facebook Live, for those of you, you don't have to ask us, where do I go to see this? You can go back to Facebook or you can go on our site and it's going to be posted there. Uh, so if you have uh, someone was running a contest with with their homeowners of what projects are you doing? What hobbies are you doing to, to keep busy during this time? And they're going to post them over the next couple of weeks. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It, uh, at all. But I said, why don't you combine that into a single post? And, and now you have a place to send people back to from your site or uh, just, just finding ways to grab the content that you're creating. Social is ephemeral. It's, it's here and gone. And yeah. it gets pushed down on the feed. And if you've got good stuff being made, find a permanent home for it on your site. Don't just be pushing it out on, on the social media channels. Wow. I'm not sure where. So and we have another crazy story before we move on. Oh, uh, no, that's good. We're good. Okay. Um, all right. Last, last question for the hot seat. And then, and then you're officially out as I do want to give you a, a humble brag opportunity here. Okay. okay. We don't do this what, a lot. What is it? Uh, you need to warn me about these things ahead of time. <laughs> Kevin. In, in total. I'm just curious. Um, and I, how many gold and or silver award-winning online salespeople have you and Jen worked with uh, or coached? Now, how long has the award even been around? I'm not sure. Seven like years. I think seven? seven years that they've been okay. talking about the online sales specials. And this last year, they just uh, did teams for the first year. So that's a good question. We actually pulled the research because we were looking at this for our online sales academy. Jen was one of them. So oh, she, well, she counts as a gold winner. So you know we're going to look to that list to hire from. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Uh, we had six, 16 total people who were award winners. If you're on and you were award winner for the nationals, both silver or gold, chat out that you were, yeah. that we've worked with either um, through our online sales academy or through coaching. So 16 total and five of them were gold. Wow. Five out of seven years? Out of seven years. That's right. Get out of here. That's nuts. So we've, yes, Kim says the Mongo team, they were our silver award team for this year. Fantastic job. Um so you know, I, I, I think I, the reason I'm asking that question is to give context as to why do Mike and Jen sometimes come across as dogmatic? Because <laughs> they know what works. And so there's a lot of noise and a lot of good ideas. But but I understand how you can come across that way when you're like, but I, I know, <laughs> I know this works. Look this at this, this might work and you should try it and test it, but I know this works. Look at Focus this, Kevin. Okay, so we got Kim with the Mongo team. We got oh, Tanner Brewster who won gold. He just goes gold, gold. <laughs> uh, Martha, the Susan Lucci of the National. Okay. <laughs> Susan, she never won. She's always nominated, but she never wins. Oh. <laughs> Martha calls herself the Susan Lucci. She's a silver <laughs> times two. A gymnast, yeah. Um, Barb, two silvers. Nice. 
Jen Barkin, of course, silver and gold. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's what what we pride ourselves on is is just uh, creating world class online sales programs, and it's been it's I mean, pandemic suck. Don't get me wrong. I'll get that tattoo along with anybody else. But it's been it's been really comforting and rewarding to watch these teams thrive and not skip a beat during these tough times. Like they're ready for it. In fact, if anything, what's interesting, and that's not my fault, I'm not going to take the blame for this, but when it's not going well, it's not the online sales people that are screwing it up. It's the marketers. It's the marketers who are drastically shifting direction or, or, or not pushing back appropriately on leadership or other people who are asking for crazy things. I I'm just, yeah, keeping it real, marketers tend to be veering off course more dramatically right now than online salespeople that we interact with. And again, not not necessarily people that I'm coaching with on a regular basis, but when I talk to someone, that's where things are coming apart first for the most part. Yeah. I, anybody in a leadership role, this is like, it's like, hey, you can get, I heard, I heard uh, Brian Buffini say this the other day, you can get bitter or you can get better. Like you can, you can sit around and look like, oh, this sucks. This is way harder. I didn't sign up for this. Or you can go, you know what though? I'm going to get my pandemic badge when this is done. <laughs> right. You've got your great recession badge. Now you right. can get the, the pandemic badge. Right. And, and, and our encouragement to you is, is we want to help, you know, we, we've been telling this over and over again to our team internally. Nothing about the do you convert model has changed. We are here to help you not sell you. We are here to serve our client. And now we're just having to do it more. That's why we're doing. Okay. I want, I want to get to questions. Live, all that fun stuff. So let's get to questions yeah. right after this. I, I, uh, this is not a plug to follow me on Twitter, but I tend to put things there that I know that only a very small number of you will ever care about. And, and one of the things I posted yesterday was that I'm certainly not winning any popularity awards because I'm saying things that at times are quite contradictory to what other people are putting out there. But it comes down to the fact that all I care about is giving you uh, advice that I, th- I feel like will long-term prove out that I am worth trusting uh, more than someone who may be trying to sell you or make things happen. And it's okay. But I've seen, I've seen my name uh, and Mike's name and the company's name put in emails <laughs> from different other organizations like, hey, just FYI, we totally disagree and you should buy our service or buy our product and and it's it's just been interesting how people are well are reacting for Kevin sure. doesn't listen Kevin likes he needs the love the the love from folks and and I know that it is hard everybody this is hard for everybody and so if you've got someone saying I don't agree with what they're saying you don't have to agree with everything that we're saying oh, we're not saying awesome. we're right and everything we're just saying think through the decisions that you're making and consider the source well right. they said x y and z they are selling you something. So do you, why don't you ask someone who's used it? Why don't you ask someone who used it and stopped? Why don't you, so reach out. We're just like, I always consider myself a doctor and we don't have affiliations with these people and we don't make money off of recommendations. I'll give you this example and I'll never tell anyone who it was, but we recorded a podcast episode with someone. I get, it's, it's, Oh, he's spicy. I, I, I can't give any more clues of this. Andrew and I hit stop on the recording. And then the next statement out of this person's mouth was, you know, if people sign up for this, we could probably kick you back like a couple thousand dollars every time. No. And Andrew and I are like, well, that's not how we work. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Could you maybe give that money to a nonprofit? Could you do something different? Like, and, but, it, but that happens way more than you guys would expect. Just like Instagram influencers and what's happening behind the scenes. Just, just know we really do value the attention that you're giving us uh, yeah. and, and want to be a trustworthy source for you. All right. Questions. What yep. do we got here? We got a couple here. Um, uh, the first one's from Buffington where they're talking about uh, this. I'm going to, I'm going to do the question behind the question. How does your team recommend qualifying leads within your CRM from sales to marketing? Ooh, did you hear that thunder? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Um, uh, spooky <laughs> question. How does your team recommend qualifying leads from your CRM from sales to marketing, ABCD or something more granular? I'm going to give you the quick version of this and I'm going to answer maybe the question behind the question. Um, online leads, we have two different rate, rating styles. Online leads follow their own rating system. On-site leads follows their own rating system. Our, our big thing, we don't care what you call it, ABCD, one, two, three. You know me, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Keep it simple. And use it. it. 
and use it and change it. Like the biggest thing we care about is number one, put your leads in the system. Like start there. Second, yep. um, just follow something that's tracking and don't try and make sales match up with online sales because it never mm-hmm. does. Online sales, a metric for us is are they responded or non-responsive? Are they short-term or are they long-term? Like what's the style of this lead? Everybody's good until they tell us they're not. Um, on-site is different. They're following hot, warm, cold, ABC, whatever it is. So just keep it simple and keep it separate. That's our that's our big recommendation to that. Hopefully that that helped answer that question. Yeah, and I think right now, not that you need to add it in as a rating for everyone listening, but a pause rating or or COVID nineteen rating of some form for those people that twenty to twenty five percent just say, I am not down for anything virtual. You know, a, a a comeback when we can do things the old fashioned way again may be a necessity. And the only thing I'll say that. Um, sometimes I hear that I'm not saying it can't work, but it can be confusing, I think, or puts a lot of onus on the salespeople is the ones that say like, well, this person should buy within the next 60 days, a hundred, like, I think you can do that within a certain time frame. Right. But I, I talked to someone who like, well, D C is my rating for people who are six to nine months out. And I'm like, I don't know how you know that other than, or if you did, there's, there's such a small group of people who said specifically like, I'm getting a promotion in six months or we're moving in six months, but that's putting too much on exact timeframes versus yeah. behavior and responsiveness and qualification. I think that's the only one that I would say I see it happen, but right, here, here's one that no one's asking on this, but they are asking off of this. Mm. Everybody's asking this. Do you count virtual appointments and phone appointments the same for online sales now? Like basically, are you counting them the same? Are you Mm. paying them the same? And I go, great question. Here's the answer. Let's talk about BC before COVID and DC during COVID and AC after COVID, right? So before COVID, depending on the appointment, we may not have paid the same for a phone appointment, which that was more popular than a virtual appointment. Um, During COVID, we pay everything the same. Right now, while we're all sheltered in place and we have no other choice, a virtual appointment to us is the same as a real appointment, as long as it follows all the criteria, meaning you had a conversation with them, you qualified that customer, you put 100% of their information in the CRM, you sent out a confirmation email, and they're meeting with someone at a specific time, and you've handed it off. That counts the same. Everything Virtual appointments are still appointments. <laughs> After COVID, it can be easy. Now, everybody listen to this and don't freak out on me, all right? It can be easy to default to a phone appointment or a virtual appointment. They are easier to set. It requires less commitment. Our recommendation after COVID is they're not going to count the same until they show up in person. The only time you would ever count the same is they are physically not located in your market. Yes, if it's someone who's, uh, you know, they're out on uh, relocating, they can't come to there. Is someone who's, um, you know, working in the military and is not even in the same country. That's fine, but you get full credit once they show up in person. Yep. You don't get full credit until yep. they do. And it has so to follow So for clarification, you're not saying phone appointments or virtual appointments are going to go away. What you're saying is the compensation plan needs to go back to the old golden rule. I remember my first year in the business, my boss had me make this the, the 10 rules. And the first rule of home building was he who has the gold rules. This is for superintendents, but mm-hmm. you don't pay the framer all of his money until he's done framing the house. That's right. So yep. in the online sales world, you're, you're done with that phase when the in-person conversation happens after COVID yep. in, in AC world. Well, and, and you guys are seeing the comments here, which is great. We count on, we count on, we count on. We're paying the same. Barb says the sale comes from it. It's a sale. Absolutely. If you get a sale, the sale counts the same for online sales, but mm-hmm. your, your appointment doesn't. Here's where we saw this happening, BC, before COVID. We had on your lot builders who could schedule a gazillion and one phone appointments all day long because they were building in a wide area. You know, we're talking three hours away from the model. Well, I'll just schedule a phone appointment. It was a piece of cake. Well, sure. I'll talk to someone on the phone. Yeah. And so How they have work. They have a 10 minute phone call with someone else and they go, that was an appointment. And it was like, yeah, but it was a crappy appointment and it was over the phone and they never talked to us again. That is not the same. Yeah. And so we had to delineate between the two. Um, and so we're seeing that too, potentially coming out of this going, well, I got a phone appointment for him, right? That's the same. No, no, no. It's not the same. Not the same level of commitment for the customer, not the same level of enthusiasm 
provided and their emotional altitude, as the shore group says, their emotional altitude is way lower on a phone call than it is in person. So that's a question we've been getting a lot. Yes, pay them the same right now as we come out and shelter in place is actually, I would not even say when shelter in place is lifted. I would say when consumer um, safety, when they feel safe, that may be two months from now, switch it back to how it was before. Yeah. I want to answer Tilson's question in a minute because I think there is a difference slightly. Um, But first, I I can't tell you the number of stories I've had where people are talking about consumers still pulling up to the model, getting out of their car and just looking at the model park or at the model home and and calling that number. And so that that does tell you that in certain parts of the country that that interest is still there. And it's not just the consumer. The salespeople are also going to have to feel comfortable having those interactions. Um, ooh. Yeah, we got a deep, we got a deep one. We'll end with a deep one and maybe then a light one. I love it. Hey, Jeremiah, good to see you, buddy, by the way. Um, so his question, owner wants to host a grand opening through zoom or on Facebook. In addition to legalities, I'm afraid of hosting a party where minimal people show up best method for new model opening in the time of shelter in place, but where residential is still considered essential. So we are open. So first of all, great long question. I love it. Right. And good grammar through all of it. The fact that you wrote that and good grammar. Appreciate you. We are going to be talking a little bit about this on our webinar tomorrow with the the NAHB. Number one question we got from the first um, series that Kevin was doing, the marketing playbook for COVID-19. Everybody's saying, Kevin, you're the pre-sale without fail guru. Tell us about virtual grand openings, virtual grand openings, virtual grand openings, virtual grand openings. So yeah. how would you answer this question we'll, quickly? We'll definitely cover it in more detail, but the most important thing, Jeremiah, is really knowing the difference between suspects and prospects on your list. Mm. Because you know you might have 1,500 people on your VIP list, and their situation may have completely changed the, the majority of them over the last couple of weeks. And so before you do anything that is fully live, where you are giving away, this would be the VIP event equivalent, where you're giving them all of the information they need. Because at that point, you don't control their behavior at all, right? Once they know everything, now the consumer is taking whatever action they want. Urgency is, is potentially lowered. And so in this, this idea of releasing information slowly over time, what you want to do is before you have, and Zoom's perfectly okay. Facebook Live, the platform I'm I'm less uh, interested about really talking about now anyway. The most important thing is that you're doing something or multiple somethings before that to really confirm how many people right now are still viable in that list. And there's lots of different ways you can do that. You could do a pre-recorded premiere video Mm -hmm. that gives away some of the information. And then Mm -hmm. at the end says, hey, we're going to be doing this a little bit differently right now. Click here to either re-up on the list, join a different list, somehow communicate that they're still interested. Because you can't have, just like Mike was talking about earlier, we can't curl up and feel good at night with our 1,500 leads that we built over the last three months. Yeah, they definitely don't count if they've been built over the last three months. Everything's changed. And once you have that final event where you've released all the information, you will never have an opportunity in the same way to build urgency by showing how many people are on the call live or how many people are in the Zoom call live. That's still part of the urgency. There's another part that we'll talk about tomorrow on how to take that urgency that's built on the Facebook Live or Zoom call and transition to the next step quickly and easily. Um, but that's that's all I'll give you for now. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's, you know, if you built a list and like you said, you're hugging that list that's been built over the past six months, that it, it's it's fake news, man. That's that's not it's not real because everybody, a lot of people's situation has changed. There's a lot of people super interested and ready to go, um, but you got to dig through that. And pro- that's the list you prospect. So when we talk about shifting gears on prospecting for the online sales specialist who's managing that, go prospect your own VIP list. Yeah. That's where you start. You <laughs> and even the, my final tease for tomorrow is if, if that event does not go well, you may want to cut the entire idea of doing anything out of this book at all. <laughs> and, and go a completely different direction if, right. if you're not seeing that interest as you as you do that that release process. Okay, final easy softball for you, Kevin. I'm I, I got to go back to Tilson. I, they're they're my friends. We got to go, but we'll we'll do this one. Then okay. Um, Krista asks, how would you recommend addressing customers who are ready to move forward on contract but don't operate online at all? 
We won't DocuSign. A lot of frustration on their end and ours because we can't meet in person, but they want to move forward. Are we going to do like a drive-by thing where we like throw it out the window, you know, into their window of the car? I've heard about these closings happening. What What's your recommendation? Um, you find a local pizzeria or fast food place that works with Uber Eats and you just slide that <gasps> document in with the delivery. Uber's doing that solve. now. Did you see that news? They're like, we no, will take your document. That's a total joke. What? No. They're doing they're doing like uh what are you call courier that? services. Courier services because they don't have any riders. Interesting. There you go, well, Krista. There you go. You, price of admission for our Facebook Live. All right, what are we doing? We're going back to Tilson's. Uh, yeah, in- I thought this was an interesting, I think it's mostly sarcastic and I, and I love these guys, but I still want to answer it. When I was talking about collective consciousness around December and the fact that we can still sell homes in December and that got into our collective consciousness, he's saying, is that different than groupthink? So groupthink, generally bad. Collective consciousness, Kevin, are you saying that's good? No, to me, only the difference is groupthink is, uh, a herd observation or, or sense of direction that people are going with little to no data to back it up, a la extremely expensive automated chatbot solutions that aren't actually increasing the total amount of lead count that you have. That would be my example of groupthink or uh, uh, seven years ago. Si- hype cycle. They're getting, yeah, the hype they're cycle. getting caught up in the hype. The, um, the example from seven or eight years ago would have been every builder has to have an app. We've got to have an app. How or, many of you... Going back 10 years ago, 11 years, Steve Shoemaker's favorite example, everybody has to have a website in English and Spanish. Right. <laughs> right. right. Remember that? So guy? whatever that is, I would call that groupthink. The thing that you just see passed around and everyone is saying this is a must, but they really have very little other than ancillary one-off stories about it working. That's, I think, what makes hopefully pre-sale without fail part of the collective consciousness now. I'm not taking full credit at all, but I do tell my kids, I take credit with my children because I want them to think I'm cool. Anytime we drive by a sign or, or I see a picture someone sends me and it says, join the VIP list today or join the priority registration list. I'm like, I helped people at least remember that that's a thing in 2008 and 2009 with this book. Yep. So collective consciousness to me is where we've and now we still have to be careful because when things shift, they shift. And so that doesn't mean it's still true. But to me, collective consciousness hopefully is we've looked at it, the data. We've had enough time to play with this. And so. 10 years later, do we all need a website in Spanish and English? Four years later, do we all need our own app to, to be viable or not? That's That to me is the difference. All right, we're wrapping it up with the last, Thanks, not a question, this is a comment, and this is to make up for people bad mouthing you, Kevin. Oh. Jeremiah says, fantastic, love you guys. Oh, oh we you. feel the love. Thank love you. It. We appreciate it. So, Kevin, we'll wrap it up here. So, uh, what's your? How do you? My close final out? thought is: send more notes like Jeremiah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat joking, and I'm somewhat not. It is, it is, uh, it's great. You know, everyone needs encouragement, and so I do love hearing examples of something working. Again, whether we work together or not, if something's working for you right now, and it's something you've seen us talk about, or um, we, we don't have to use it, but won't use it most of the time as any time type of promotion or, Hey, look what they're doing. Just, it's always good to know that you guys are getting value out of this. Cause I think a lot of people share this. No one's not busy right now. You're either yeah. busy just watching the news, obsessing with what's going on, or you're busy getting to work and getting stuff done. So uh, we're not carving time out to go on Facebook live or to do the podcast because we're not busy and we, <laughs> and we need more things to do and builders to work with. That's why we're not in a position to sell or say, click this link to learn what we do, or we don't do that stuff. Cause it's not why we do it. We do it to help yeah. you. So. Oh, um, PS, PS we're hiring. Have you been talking about? Oh that? no. I love that one. Yes, we are. Hiring. We Put are it hiring. out there for the world to know we, who do we need, Kevin? We need a digital marketing individual, ideally with two years of home building experience or around home building experience uh, to wait, work wait. on. Why? Why do you need some of the home building experience? I want to stop you there. Yeah, because Why is that so important. one of the things we say is we like to make the noise go away and it's really silly example of it. But you never are going to have to tell someone that do you convert that we need to choose a photo from your website that doesn't have the garage sticking out front because <laughs> we. <laughs> We know that's, that's not a good idea. Get the other angle of the house, the more. So, so just the things that you're going to have to learn in your first couple of years of working with a home building company. Um, Andrew is the oddball. He's the only one in an organization that didn't come from real estate. That's okay. Cause he's the ad doctor and no one creates better, more efficient, more results oriented advertising than him. So he well, gets and, we've, and we put him through the ringer. He had to go oh, yeah. intern with, with the us. builder mm-hmm. and he had to go through our online sales academy. 
Yep. Uh, so we we make them do we make them put in the work. That's for yeah, sure. Just just know we're not looking for another ad doctor because there no. isn't going to be another one. Right. Uh, but we we really got to have a good good caller, Chad. Be productive, not busy. I love it. Um, but what we need someone with home building experience. But you don't have to be an expert right now on everything that you hear us talk about or or put content out about. So if you feel like you're a social media superstar and you don't understand paid search at all, by the way, that's cracking me up because three years ago, no one understood Facebook ads and people had a good sense of how to do Google advertising. That's true. And now it's completely reversed. When someone says, hey, I I can handle this. Can you guys help us with that? It's always, I've got social, you guys take Google. Uh, But so you don't have to be an expert at all of it. You have to have some exposure, some understanding of parts of it. And we will teach you the other half. That's that's probably where I think a lot of people are looking at it saying, oh, my gosh, I don't think I could I could jump in there. That's OK. This is this is a growth position for us. We're not replacing anyone. There is no urgency to make sure you're amazing at it all tomorrow. Uh, you're going to be sitting on calls with us. You're going to be training with the ad doctor, with myself, with Becca. Um, so if you know someone who's out there, it is a remote position. You do have to love working from home so yes there's no office and you do have to dress to up to. you do have to dress up from the waist up that's right we do like our backgrounds to be professional that's right um but yeah we are we are excited about helping uh continue to grow it's it's this is in a crucial position and 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 we need that person so everybody right now on this because knows somebody i love saying thinking this. about somebody i don't think i've said this publicly do you convert as the toilet paper of our industry that's my line that I've been using. <laughs> okay. we're, we're in we're in high demand and short supply so we we need someone else to join the team that's right kevin's adopting the shelter and brag uh <laughs> the shelter and brag you guys all know the shelter and braggers they're all talking about how good their life is right now mm. uh doing all stuff no we we do like to we do like to help so um kevin that's awesome that's exciting if you know somebody let us know okay we're at one hour perfect timing we don't even have to edit this thing so how do we close it out uh for articles Blogcasts, goodness sakes! Now, now we got to edit something for articles, videos, and more. Visit doyouconvert.com. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks everybody. (laughs) See you guys. (laughs) Blogcast, I love it. (laughs) 